All right, today we got a great interview with the managing director of Glovo here in Morocco, Tony Perez. We have a very interesting conversation about the history of Glovo, uh, his background in operations. Uh, we talk about language, we talk about goals for the future of Glovo, um, e-commerce solutions, and also how Glovo is really an incubator for entrepreneurs, not only here in Morocco, but around the world. So stay tuned, it's a great interview. Okay, welcome to episode 96 of the Business in Morocco podcast. We are back and we're with a very special guest, Tony Perez, who is the uh, country leader, the general manager of Glovo, Morocco. So we're very excited to have you, Tony. Thank you so much. Hi. Welcome. And could you please uh, introduce yourself and your background a little bit? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you, Brian uh, and Brian, for having me in your podcast. So um, I'm, I'm from Mallorca, uh, an island in, in, in Spain. Uh, I grew up in a family of uh, uh, musicians, so both my brothers are musicians and there was always like this sense of creativity. But uh, me, on the other hand, I took more the, the business and engineering uh, side. So I'm an engineer. Um, I did uh, six years of engineering in uh, Barcelona, Norway and Taipei, where I finished my, my master's. And when I was there in Taiwan, uh, finishing my master, I had um, I started to, to hear news about this cool startup that was, you know, uh, happening in Barcelona from two guys that were also from my uh, university. So I got very interested and I had a phone call with a, a colleague of mine that he had already started a few months back. And he started to talk to me about Globo and how they were changing things and how it was a cool startup, um, you know, uh, connecting people in the cities. Um, so I got very excited. Um, uh, there was no open positions back then, so I, I applied to anything uh, there was open and finally they gave me a position for um, analyst, so operations analyst. So that was my first role in the company. And back then I was the employee number 80, more or less. Um, the company was only uh, based in Barcelona, uh, Milan and, uh, and Paris, okay? When, when I joined, we, we raised our round B um, and with, 30 million euros and with this money we started to look at uh, LATAM and, um, and later on to, to Eastern Europe, Middle East and Africa. So when we, when we uh, started to launch Eastern Europe, Middle East and Africa, I moved to the uh, expansion department um, and basically I took my backpack and I started to travel in all, uh, in all, uh, in all this region. Um, Morocco was my second country after Egypt. Um, I was here in, in May 2018 setting up the operations, hiring the team, um, in fact, there is a nice story, and I was the first Glover in Morocco because uh, <laughs> because um, we were setting up the, the system, we were setting up the team, um, and we didn't have Glovers on the streets yet. And all of a sudden, we saw an order pop up in our system, and there were literally no Glovers. So uh, <laughs> the other colleague and, and delivered it. So that that was a that was the first story. And fun fact, wow. it was uh, it was yeah. That was a fun fact. Um, so yeah, during, during uh, 2018, 2019, I was um, launching Morocco, Egypt, Turkey, Romania, Ukraine, Georgia, um, Croatia, Serbia. That, that was my scope. So wow. I pretty much uh, didn't pass by uh, Barcelona. So my, my, my home was on the airplanes and, and hotels. Then um, 
2000, uh, yeah, 2019, we started to develop as a region, what we call today Eastern Europe, Middle East and Africa. So I got promoted to the regional director of operations of, of uh, this region. And that's been my role for the last two years um, until, um, well, I was very attached to, to, to Morocco as a, as a country. I love the people, I love the team. Um, I had been here when I was young with my family and it's, it really, you know, it really hooked me. So when there was this opportunity to join as a, as a general manager of uh, the country, I, I didn't doubt it. And, and here I am talking to you and very excited about this journey. Can you talk a little bit about language within Glovo? I mean, our podcast is in English and it's targeted towards Morocco, which as you know, is traditionally uh, an Arabic speaking country and a French speaking country. How do you manage language in Glovo when you operate in so many different countries? That's, that's a good question. Um, well, we are super, the, the, way, the way we look at Glovo, yes, we're an international company, but we are super local. Uh, we hyper-local our teams, our products, and our operations in each country and even in each city. So we never had an issue with this. Uh, in Morocco, we have, uh, everyone is a, uh, a Moroccan employee. Um, so, and, and this same happened with all the countries that we are in. Of course, there are a lot of operational challenges that happen uh, with this. For example, when we set up customer service uh, hubs, we need to have in different countries because we cannot just have one that serves the whole world because um, you need to have uh, Kazakh language, uh, Ukrainian, Russian, uh, you know, Luganda, Kyrgyz, and uh, it's very difficult, but we, have different hubs based in different parts of the world that give service to, to many countries. Just to give an example, in Morocco, we have the hub for all Africa. So from Morocco, we are providing customer service and, and operational support, not only to Morocco, but also to Kenya, to Ivory Coast, to Uganda, to Ghana, um, and hopefully to many countries uh, to come in the future. Great. So your, your head office is in Barcelona, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So if, if somebody was working locally with, for Glovo and they wanted to rise up in the company, what would be the languages that they would really need? How would they, how would they grow their, their career path? Would they, would they learn Spanish? Would they learn English? What would be the path? Um, English only. That's the only requirement for anyone that really wants to scale up in the company. Um, we have in Barcelona hundreds of people that don't speak Spanish, that don't speak, um, you know, we have Turkish people, we have people from Iran, people from um, all around the world. In fact, we have uh, some, uh, we have more than, uh, we have a, a lot of Moroccans working in Barcelona as engineers. In fact, um, also very nice story is that our first engineer that, by the way, has been the one that has created the whole algorithm of dispatching and, and logistics is Moroccan, that moved to Barcelona in 2015 and created the, the algorithm. And today is still with us. He's the engineering director of logistics cluster. And, and I think he's a great success. And as I say, he's the brain behind everything that happens on the back end. So, so very, very proud of that as well. And, and yeah, we're, wow. we're, we're opening, we're opening yeah. to, to all countries. Um, we have a super diverse uh, team back there. That's a great story. Yeah, um, there are a lot of talented Moroccans here who are 
you know, have very well educated in engineering and and as we've experienced in this podcast, more and more are learning English. Um, they already have a background in Arabic and French, but they're learning English through YouTube and uh, through music and another variety of things. So, um, yeah, that is a great story. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, By the way, I would I would encourage you uh, to, to invite him to the podcast. I think it would be a great sort of motivation for many young Moroccans. Um, and I think he he will be happy to do it. I, I can convince him in any, in any case. Happy to have him. Would love to hear about the technical that would be aspects. fantastic, yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, is he working in Barca or is he here? He's working in Barcelona. He's from Tangier and he comes very once uh, and again. So he was uh, one month ago here in the office. Um, and, you know, he, he it's... The good thing of uh, it's it's very easy to to fly from both countries and and yet he comes very often. We will definitely okay, reach cool. out to him if you could connect us. Great. Um, yeah. Transitioning the conversation. Um, so you started in your new role back in November, but you you've been working in in global for many years. Can we ask you um, what have been the challenges of you know the the coronavirus pandemic? The challenges for Glovo uh, over the last year, and also the opportunities for the company. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the COVID pandemic was, uh, you know, a very big event, uh, even today. So, from the very beginning, our number one priority was to generate safety to all the different stakeholders that compose our our ecosystem, starting from the employees um, to the users, to the Glovers, to the partners. Um, all the employees work from home for many months and today still there is completely flexibility to, to work from home. When it comes to users, we launched our contactless uh, delivery service so uh, that customers and, and, and Glovers, as we call them, they didn't have to interact. And also we launched our takeaway um, service. So in our app, uh, as a consumer, you can filter takeaway, you can buy a product and you can go yourself, pick it up without any interaction, you pay through the app and there is no human uh, connection uh, touch whatsoever. Then from the Glovers, of course, we provided anything they needed from sanitizers to gloves uh, to uh, masks. And, and basically that was our, our main priority. We also generated a lot of awareness, communications, following the World Health, uh, World Health Organization uh, protocols. Um, and yeah, so it was very challenging. We saw, uh, a lot of different behaviors happening in our app. Some are very interesting. Just for example, we saw a huge increase um, in the in the grocery space that typically had been smaller. Um, also, for me, the, another great takeaway is that Morocco historically had been a country uh, that our payments inside the app were mainly dominated by cash. So we had eighty percent more or less of our payments done done through cash, and today half of them are already through credit card. Mm. The lockdown was even higher, but now it's stable at, at 50%. So the, the behavior of the consumers are changing. Um, this is, of course, one of the, the good part of it. Then on the other hand, it was also a wake-up call for us. So we saw that um, we have a social responsibility, uh, you know, that um, um, we have high impact to, to many stakeholders. And for this, we are shifting our, let's say, um, purpose into more social purpose, okay? So by the end of this, of 2022, uh, we envision to have 10% of our volume of our business to be 
social um, contribution orders, meaning that we don't generate any beneficial, any economical benefit uh, at all. Uh, and this is what we're working on. So we are partnering uh, with, with several NGOs locally and, and, and worldwide. Um, and, and this is one of the wake up calls that we're seeing through, through the COVID pandemic. Wow, that's cool. That's amazing that it, it, it shifted consumer behavior. I mean, we've expected that and, and sort of hypothesized that that would be the case, but then to hear real data that the cash transactions were reduced and, and people were shifting to cards, that's, uh, I think that's a positive thing for Morocco's future. It's cool to hear. Um, shifting into the, the drivers that you hire, um, which you call glovers, you know, these guys that are making the deliveries, can you tell us a little bit about um, how many you have in Morocco? What, what are the requirements to be a driver, uh, a glover? And do most of them, do they work part-time or are they working full-time? What type of people are you looking for? Yeah, can you just talk about those guys? Any questions? So I'll try to, uh, you know, go one by one. First of all, it's super easy to be a courier. Uh, it's very fast. So basically, um, of course, we, we request some basics. For example, you need to be an adult. You need to have a smartphone. You need to have a vehicle with an insurance. Um, then to provide safety and to provide, um, you know, uh, uh, um, the right environment, we uh, get uh, a lot of documents. For example, the, the national card. We get the out-entrepreneur status. Uh, we get the criminal record. Um, and... I, yeah, I think I'm not missing anyone. I might, sorry. <laughs> and and then also we 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 do a online process. So basically, once they deliver these documents to us, they start through the online funnel. So basically, they have a lot of trainings uh, that they need to go through. Uh, they need to do um, quests. And once they're ready and they have passed everything, they come to the office. They they come to the let's say recruitment center. They get the material. They get the app, and and they're they're good to go. So it, it's very fast and it's quite amazing, Ryan, to so see is that. that training there. Is it videos that they're watching or? Yeah, so it's, it's a mix. So we have videos, we also have uh, tests that they do. We have information um, and with all this, they're, you know, they're getting trained without the need of being physically there. And then it's pretty much click and, like pick and collect. So they go there, they have maybe a last uh, check that to, to validate all the documents and they're good to go. Um, and it's quite amazing, Ryan, that over the, over the last two years and a half, um, there's been over 4,000 couriers registered in, in Morocco. So this is a, a huge impact in terms of uh, economical um, opportunity to many people. Today, we have uh, active couriers 2,000 per month, which I also believe it's a, it's a great... Um, inspiration to see how... Uh, you know, um, how they see this as an opportunity as a trampoline for, you know, to become a, an entrepreneur or to have different successes in, in, um, in the future. Um, in fact, it's also very, like we, we run a test, which is what we call the global persona to understand who is behind the, the who are the couriers to put them a, a face. And 50% of them have a high level education degree in, in Morocco. Mm. So the way they see Globo is um, a lot of them as, um, they see themselves as entrepreneurs. They want to do something else. And for them, Globo is the first step to digitalize, to understand the ecosystem, to then maybe open their own, uh, you know, their own business um, or to do something else in the future. And also like in Globo, I mean, one of the things I'm more proud of is the success stories that we have um, 
we have a lot worldwide of couriers that have become um, you know employees or or that have become developers or many roles in morocco specifically we have um we have at least two persons that were glovers in the past and then um they became then trainees and today they're uh, what we call glover specialists which is even a more senior role inside the operations team uh, that they manage the 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 support with the Glovers, uh, their metrics, they give them training, they give them, and, and, and it's great to see these stories and it's quite, uh, you know, it's, it's quite encouraging. Yeah. And so of those 2000, are they all working full-time or are many of them just working part-time? Um, so what we, per city, country per country, I'm talking a bit broadly, but what we're seeing here is that 50% of the couriers are full-time. And by, by full-time, what I mean is that they do more than 35 hours, okay? Then another 30% are part-time, that they do between 20 to 35. And then the rest are, um, the rest, the remaining 20% are either couriers that maybe are less engaged or that they just maybe have free time over the weekend or just few hours during the weekdays. So this is more or less our breakdown. As you see, it's very diverse. And this also encourages our model uh, in terms of... Uh, the flexibility that provides so that different couriers have different needs um and, and and this is you know this is something that you can see on these figures it sounds a lot like uh the the metrics for uber and the same types of reasons why uh, an entrepreneur might drive for uber sounds like the same type of reasons you drive for globo flexibility opportunity you have you want to be an entrepreneur so in a lot of ways globo is like an incubator allowing the birth of new entrepreneurs by providing flexible income you know so in a lot of ways you're you're having you're already having a social impact on the places that you go uh, a very positive impact i mean we we talk a lot on this show about entrepreneurship and um, creativity and innovation and so it sounds like you guys are having a very positive impact on on the places that you go um, but even not just for for drivers, right? Can you tell us about the the stores and the the companies that you work with? How, how does uh, a restaurant or a, a, another business how do they sell or offer their services on the Globo app? So to, to become a partner, well, first of all, Globo is open to everyone in the city. Our our vision is to give easy access to all citizens uh, of anything in their city okay so glow is open to everyone um it's an easy journey in the sense that um it's you know we provide we provide you with the with the activation support to be in the platform we provide you with our marketing services so that you can grow your business um and also we give you uh, account management meaning someone that is looking at your metrics looking at your performance and is giving you advice as a consultant look this is what works this is what doesn't work and with this, we generate this communication and we enrich the ecosystem. Um, at the end, um, our long-term goal is uh, to make partners successful. When they're successful, the whole ecosystem is, and, and that's the, what drives the success of Globo. Um, and, and the way I look at it as a, as a vendor is that typically you have a store. Another data point I want to show here is that 97% uh, of all our vendors are small and medium uh, companies. So we also, of course, want to be the, the last mile delivery for the big players, but also we see ourselves as a, you know, as a, the best way today to go digital 
when you have um, your own uh, your own store okay so typically when you have your own store you have uh, let's say a traffic of customers that that pass by your store every day now when you come to global uh, just by doing that you your 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 area of uh, impact becomes 80 square kilometer when it's five kilometer like uh, on, on a circle is 80 square kilometer um, in a platform that is investing in marketing that is giving you the tools to grow um, and that is delivering an amazing uh, service at less than 25 minutes in Morocco. So with all these factors, we believe that we're adding a lot of value to, to the vendors. And, and this is very, very clear when you see that every day there is more uh, active vendors in the, in the system and their levels of happiness are also, also are high. So um, what are the requirements for a business? I mean, how does that, that process unfold if it's just a small restaurant or a small retail store? How would they, what do they need to do to get on the global platform? So um, they just need to, to register. So you can do it either, uh, they can do it themselves through our, through our web. Anyone can register to our web. Uh, put all your menu, put all your requirements, and in a matter of days, you, you will have someone that is calling you just to finalize um, the process and to activate, okay? And also from our side, we're also reaching out to different to different vendors. So it's it's a bit of, a, you know, uh, both ways. And, and yeah, um, you provide uh, your menu. Uh, we also give you some advice on how you, would how you should list it. One thing that we do is, um, you know, we support them, for example, um, we give them advice, for example, on how they need to make the pictures, what are the pictures that will drive more conversion, how they need to um, organize their menu in a way that is more relevant for the purchasing experience and for the consumers. So it's in a matter of days, if not weeks, you're able to be in the platform. And I think it's a must for, for anyone that, that wants to grow their business and that wants to uh, go digital. Um, it's incremental, meaning that you can also push your own channels. You can continue creating your own brand, but then you have global that is bringing you traffic uh, with a great with a great delivery time and with a great experience. So, so I think it's a good combination um, for 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 vendors. So when I when I go on the global app, most of the vendors that I see are are food service related, as you mentioned, grocery stores, small markets, restaurants. And since I've been living here in Morocco more, more than three years working with entrepreneurs, and Ryan and I have talked about this several times, one of the big problems that we see that has not yet been solved is, is a good e-commerce solution for small businesses that may sell things like clothing or uh, shoes or household items. Um, does, does Global have the intention of providing an e-commerce solution that can help small businesses not only do the logistics, but also collect payment? Because we've found that, that the payment problem is also a serious problem for small businesses. Definitely. This is, I would say, one of our key focuses for 2021. Um, it's true that Typically, when, when we launch a country, our main focus goes around food. And it's very the, the reason why is very simple. We need to eat 9,200 times per month, okay? So it's the use case with more frequency. That's why it's where, where we focus at the beginning. But the truth is, as I said before, our vision as a company um, is to give everyone easy access to the city to anything they have, okay? Mm -hmm. Ambassadors of what we call 
quick commerce, okay? Which basically is this concept that you were mentioning, uh, but delivered in 25 minutes, okay? We want to have in our platform uh, the shoemaker, the, um, you know, the, the toys maker, the Ray-Bans, the, any type of store um, selling their products through Global App and delivering it to your house in less than 25 minutes. That'd be great. <laughs> we are on it. Uh, it's it's working in progress. You you every day, uh, you will find more and more of these type of stores inside our app, and this is our focus. This is one of our key focus for this year. Um, so hopefully, uh, in the next month, you will you will see more and more change in that regard. Great. That's great. That's exciting. We'll we'll be watching that unfold and develop. And again, it provides more opportunities for some rock and small businesses and entrepreneurs to kind of dip their foot into digitalization and e-commerce. So it's a great first step for them. Um, we all remember the incredible marketing campaign that uh, you guys launched when you, when you entered the Moroccan market. Uh, our city was completely painted yellow. And I know it was the same as you rolled out in Rabat and the other cities. What are the, the marketing channels that Glovo focuses on now? What have you found to be the best ways to continue to uh, increase your user base and remind people to be using your services. First of all, Ryan, thank you so much. I'm very happy that you like that campaign. Uh, it makes makes me proud. Okay. Um, our, our main goal is to be accessible to all Moroccans. Okay. So in order to do that, we we invest like we have a strategy of multi-channel. So we we not only invest in digital, we not only invest in offline. We try to be very diversified in our investment. And, and that's what we're, what we're aiming for. We want to be accessible to all Moroccans uh, so that they can use our service. Um, and that's basically how, how we decide on where to invest. Another thing we're doing uh, that we started um, in December was we launched Global Prime, which basically is a service that for 30 dirhams, you have unlimited free delivery for all categories uh, per month, okay? So we believe that this will help increase the, the, the frequency and the affordability and the accessibility that, that uh, consumers want. So this is also part of our marketing strategy and I believe that it's, um, it's very important for us in the following months. Uh, how much did you say is Global Prime? 30 dirhams. 30 dirhams? Yeah. I am gonna sign up. Ah, you were not signed up yet? No, not yet. So I, I'm actually looking on the app right now. I will try a month for free, but I that I that is very good value. I am definitely signing up. The first month is for free. I forgot that. I forgot that. True. Yes, I'm I'm a prime member. That's I'm gonna do that as soon as we get off this call. Okay, okay, then that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my goal my goal check. So what cities uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you made a sale on this call. So what cities is Glovo currently operating in and are there any future expansion plans? Yeah, so in one of the wake up calls of 2020 was that we were an essential service for many Moroccans. So we made an extra mile effort in order to launch to many cities that we were missing. Just to give an example, the last cities that we launched, for example, in the Oriental region, we launched Uja, Nador, Berkan, um, Tetuan in the north, uh, Meknes, Beni Melal, um, then we went down to the south to Layoun. So we saw the importance of our service and, and we made a huge effort to launch uh, as many cities as we could. 
Um, now we, we will not stop here for sure. Um, we want to go uh, forward and beyond and, and you know, I don't want to get in trouble saying this, but my dream is that by the end of this year, we can double the number of cities that we're present. Uh, that by the way, today we are at uh, in 21 cities. And I also hope that by the end of 2022, we can double the number of cities of 2021, okay? Wow. So just leaving it there. And hopefully we're gonna work hard to make it happen. I like ambitious goals and uh, mm -hmm. that would be great. That would be a great uh, aspect of it. Um, you've mentioned quite a few goals for the for the company, um, you know, e-commerce solutions, doubling your presence in 2021 and 2022. Um, is there anything else that we missed in terms of, of what the future looks like for Glovo? Maybe not just in Morocco, but around the world. Okay, when it comes to main main goals, I would say that these are the two that are most relevant for us. Um, when it comes to what is the future for Globo, I think that the future is Africa, okay? Um, so basically, I mean, Africa is, is, a, is a region that maybe is not growing yet at the same pace as we're seeing in Europe or Central Asia. But the truth is that we believe that we need to have, uh, you know, presence and, and, and leadership in, in Africa for the next years to come. Uh, most of the growth globally will come from here. So that's why we're, ex uh, we're expanding uh, into many countries. We're already present in five, but, um, but we have high ambitions. Um, so yeah, the, the, future, the future is in Africa, first, uh, first of all. Also, I think that the future is digital. Um, COVID was nothing but an accelerator in that regard. Vendors are, are coming online. Um, so we're also seeing how authorities and governments are pushing a lot for the for the um, um, for the econ economical recovery and and digital is one of the you know key pieces of it. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that these two things are very important for us. Um, and then finally, when it comes to Morocco and to Africa, our the way I see the future is that we are working a lot in in developing technology to be more efficient to provide more services. And with all this, the end goal has to be to, to be more affordable, to be more accessible, and, and so that all Moroccans can have easy access and, and, and can use Globo on almost on a daily basis. That would be a dream. Well, that's exciting to hear about uh, the expansion plans and where you see the company going. It sounds like you might have to get your backpack out of the closet again, Tony, and be going from country to country again, launching new, new, new nations. <laughs> Um, I just had one last question was related to um, dealing with competition and how, how Glovo, you know, it's such a great business model that other, other companies are, are coming on the scene and, and trying to, to eat into your market share. How does Glovo um, protect their, their customer base and continue to grow it even when there's competition? So re regarding competition, uh, it's everywhere in the world, it's not, it's not mm -hmm. new. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, we welcome it. It uh, first of all, it provides more choice to consumers. Okay, so this is good already as a part of the ecosystem. Second of all, and I think that's the most important thing, it pushes us to step up uh, and to level up in our game, to be better at what we do, uh, to provide a better service, to provide um, you know more affordable price um, and and the best quality. So 
we welcome it and I, I think it's good um i think that um we know very well what moroccans want today and will want in five years which is the best service um at the most affordable price and with the the vast majority of uh, of the stores and and restaurants and uh and retail places in in the city so if we focus nothing but in this um and that's that's what we're doing every day great yeah, my uh, my last question just uh, is for our listeners. Uh, uh, we have a lot of Moroccan listeners who are who are speaking English and wanting to learn English. Can you tell us uh, today what type of employee are you looking for right now? What skills do you need at Globo? What what would you recommend to our listeners if they really want to work for Globo and? And they want to move up in the company. What type of skills do they need, and what are you looking for? Okay, um, that that that's a super great question. First of all, we're hiring a lot of people in Morocco right now, so uh, the positions are open in our web in our web page and in LinkedIn for anyone interested to know. Um, how how we think of hiring? First of all, our most let, let's say our most important filter when we hire is to determine through a scorecard whether this person is a culture fit or not, okay? Um, we are um, a mission-oriented companies uh, company and we believe that our main strengths come from our values, okay? Um, and for that reason, we have, whenever we interview someone, whenever we evaluate someone, we have, uh, you know, a scorecard on each one of the values. Um, so this is, this is, for me, the, the number one priority, okay? Um, like someone that is hard worker that we call gas, uh, someone that is humble, someone that is uh, good vibes, because in this pace, in this fast paced environment, you also need to be good vibes. If not, you, you go crazy. Uh, someone that has this, this level of care, not only for the company, but for everyone that, that surrounds the company. Um, and that's, that's what we're looking for when we hire. And anyone is welcome to apply. We are hiring for many positions, uh, not only in Casablanca, but throughout the, throughout the kingdom. And, and again, um, I'd be super happy to, to, to have more and more people applying. Great. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's exciting what Glovo has brought to Morocco, both, both for entrepreneurs and those who have worked for you or have sold through your app, but also just for us who are customers and have really benefited from access to a service that, that didn't exist before. So yeah, we're grateful for your, for your presence here and keep up the good work. Thank you, Ryan. Yes, thank you, Tony. Thank you for your time. Thanks for uh, sharing your insights. And uh, we, of course, will continue to follow Glovo and we wish you the best of luck um with your goals of doubling we're going to check back with you at the end of the year about whether or not you doubled we need to catch up again in a year and uh, you know and be accountable for for my words so thank you so much thank you for having me and um yeah a pleasure well that was a fantastic interview with tony amazing to learn from his experience uh, i love how he heard about this exciting startup and then he decided to apply even though there wasn't any open positions and then he took whatever job was available and that's how he got his foot in the door so he he saw an opportunity and he went for it i thought that was really cool and it's it's worked out well for him i mean you think about the experiences he's had traveling to all those countries living out of a backpack and hotel and airplane 
and then now living in Morocco and, and running the organization here and expanding it. Really, really exciting. Also, just for our, for our younger listeners, you know, this is such a cool opportunity that you can get your auto entrepreneur card, work part-time as you want, you know, Saturday night or Wednesday evening or whenever you have some free time, generate some income, but also start to gain experience and see how a true entrepreneur um, can operate within a company like that. Or anyone who's got a little retail business that wants to expand their their uh, their market, like like Tony was sharing, you know, you can instead of just having people that need to walk right by your shop, they can drive traffic to your business, and it's and they sort out all the payments and all of that. So, amazing opportunity. I love what Glovo's doing in Morocco, and it's exciting to hear their plans to expand in Africa.